And just like here, repetition is used to convince us of things that aren't necessary to be incredibly essential. Yeah? Repetition is what causes you to sort of take something to be so without any inquiry. Yeah? You never look into it anymore. You just assume it to be so because it's been repeated so many times. So in this way, we're using the poison as an antidote, in a sense, repetition. And you can repeat a message quite a lot. You can't repeat a dissertation like a 500-page dissertation, you'd be bored stiff after the second repeat, you know? So this is, but a message or an invitation can be repeated. Yeah? Someone can remind you, hey, Saturday night, 8 o'clock. Yes? Quick, not nice. So that, and because your mind seems to forget, yes? So if you get a reminder, a reminder, and then it reminds, and then it goes Saturday night. So the repetition is helpful. You know, invitation and message. It's not a dissertation. We're not giving a big talk about anything. And also, first of all, there is no thing called non-duality. That's not a so. It's a negation of duality. That's a statement, yes? So non-duality means not to. That's what it means. So it doesn't have anything of itself. It's just negating something that's been taken to be so, which is how we perceive, which we perceive dualistically, yes? And we live life dualistically as a subject and everything as an object to us. So that can be seen and told the truth about. And when you tell the truth about that, what happens is it distills into one very succinct message, I'm not that. Yeah. And that's as far as you can go. You can't turn around at I'm not that and then now start looking for what you are because there's no way you're ever going to see what you are. You're never going to see what's seeing. You're never going to hear what's hearing. You're never going to feel what's feeling. It's not going to happen. So the, the point is, is to get to that, that moment where there's the distillation of what's been invited to be seen or what's been taught, which is dualistic. Dualistic taking, uh, paradigms, right? The movement of duality, the, 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 the currents of mind, the high and the low yeah, of the currents. There's the high and low tides, and then there's all these currents that go about based on that high and low. This is all dualistic mental movement. You can tell the truth about that, yeah? But you can't tell the truth about the truth. It's impossible. So you just see, I'm not that, and it's the seeing of what I'm not. That's what you are, is that seeing. Yeah? The seeing that is called me looking when it's in confusion or in ignorance is seeing. Yeah? It's still seeing, even when it's been interpreted as me looking. It's still seeing. So seeing is what's, what I am. And how that becomes actualized here, and it causes a traveling lighter to occur, is when I see what I'm not. It's not just knowing that I'm seeing at first, because the seeing in ignorance becomes a form of looking. So you're taking things to be real and solid and have the ability to affect you, which they have an ability to affect, this, but they don't have an ability to affect what you are. Yeah? So that's a form of looking. So it's not about just saying, oh, everyone is seeing, because it isn't. They're not uh, accessing the seeing. They're, they're living an interpretation called self-centeredness, which is a form of looking. Yeah? So it's, it's much, to me, it's much cleaner to see, okay, how are we seeing? Well, it's a form of looking. I am not that which is looking. Yeah? nor am I that which is looked upon. I am neither the fate subject object, nor am I an object that you're perceiving. Yes? So if I'm not that, 
then the scene gets the, that, that flavor or that, uh, that layer of ignorance called looking gets cleared, and then there's the scene, yeah? And the, at the same moment that you used to call me looking, it's the same thing. But now the emphasis is on the seeing. And what you see is what you're not. Yeah? And in the seeing of what you're not, that's what you are, is that seeing. You can't become an object. You're never going to be seen. You're never going to be heard. You're never going to be felt. You're never going to be thought about. You're never going to be accessed by any of these mechanisms because it has no qualities to access. It can't be thrust into an object as you as the subject. It's just seeing that you're not the subject. That's it. Yeah? In a sense, you're actually the subjectivity, but you're not the subject. In seeing that, that's it. And then what occurs is, for me, there's an emphasis on that, and there's some byproducts of that emphasis, which is a sense of presence. Instead of being completely obsessed with an absence, which is what you and I are, yeah? what the mind is doing is in the act of becoming constantly. That's what selfing is, yes? That thing that's yapping all day is in the act of becoming. So when it starts talking about, I'm angry, this and that, and this and that. Its desire is to become an angry person, in a sense, yes? Jealous, I'm the jealous one, yes? Winner, I'm the winner. It's always becoming, but it can never be, so it's always in the act of becoming. It can never create itself to be. Because it isn't, yeah? So, but at the same time, the becoming is going on, the mental process, there's the sense of being. Yeah? So when the attention and interest is resting on this, the drive of becoming, which is called self-seeking or seeking or whatever, desiring to become, they use a lot of things which they say is the source of all suffering, this desire. So this desire to become is the initial desire. What is the mind desiring to become? A self. It wants to be special and right. It wants to be a singular unit. It doesn't want universal love. It wants a special love with another person. <laughs> <laughs> but it can never complete the loop and be. It can't. So it's constantly becoming. That's why this never gets to the point of fruition. In other words, you, have, you can never obsess enough about self to make it a self. The mind cannot reach orgasm in a sense. It cannot meet, reach completion of, be, of becoming a self. So it's constantly obsessing over it. But it can, the obsession, it's like if I, if like uh, when you did coke, yeah? I shot a lot of coke. But I never reached a point where I had shot enough coke, you know, where I was satisfied. Coke had done what it was gonna, supposed to do, and it had brought me to a satisfaction that now was going to become like a state that would never be interrupted again, and I would never have to do any more coke. It never became there. It never arrived there. And I did a lot of coke. I was attempting, but you know what I mean? So this, the mind... Everything else is just mimicking mind, anyway. The mind is, is in the act of becoming, which is selfing. And it's producing a product, which is a, a feeling of being a self, but it can never produce the product. It can only produce the appearance of the product. And therefore, because it's only an appearance, it has to keep producing it. So there's never any rest. That's why when people reach a point, let's say they do a retreat and something, and this is great feeling for maybe in half an hour or an hour of rest, the engine gets kicked back up and now they're seeking, I've got, looking at, you know, the common ground or wherever they all listed. All right, I've got to go on a longer retreat. Maybe if I did more time and let's mix some Tantra in there and some 
therapy and in silence and whatever, kundalini yoga, and on and on. It never stops. It will never stop. Because it's, it can never come to fruition because its desire is to become, and it can only be becoming. Yeah? So selfing's never going to become satisfied. This is never going to be other than an urban renewal project. It's constantly going to be a work in progress. Never, never, never resting. You're never going to be happy with your completed authentic self because it can never become an authentic completed self. Because what is cannot, what isn't cannot become what is. And what is can't be what isn't. Yeah? So what is it cannot become what is, no matter how much it's thought about. No matter how many experiences are claimed by that little point of view, no matter how many opinions it has about what things are going on, no matter how many acts of claiming it does to get a life, yeah? There's no way it's going to become, but it's becoming. So that's the beauty of seeing selfing, because you see selfing, and if you see selfing, selfing is a finite mental line. It has to have to has time. Yeah? It has to be in time because to be to not be and then to, uh, to to appear to be, there has to be time to become. Yes, there's got to be time. So it has time, but not infinite time. So selfing has a little string, and it's like, oh, I'm worrying about next week. Yeah. So there's the mind worrying about next week, but there's a feeling that there, it's you that's worrying about next week. Yeah. So here's the worrying about next week. So some people will get clear, and the aperture opens up a little, and they see, oh, you know, I'm selfing today. Yeah. I've been selfing all day. In other words, my, the mind has been obsessed over what's not happening. But again, the product has already been produced, the feeling of I'm the one who's been selfing all day. Yeah. Now that's what they don't see. They see the line of the selfing, but they don't see the one line that's behind this little wall of ignorance, which is the feeling that it's you that's doing it. See, because that's selfing. It's not like you are here and then selfing's happening to you or you're doing it. That's, this is selfing. And it's not infinite, it's finite. The problem is we never see its finiteness because we assume this is me, which is the Alpha and the Omega. Me, Paul, the beginning and the end, yeah? So selfing is either now being done by me or happening to me. But that feeling is selfing, and it's finite. It doesn't go forever. It has to happen in time, yes? And all around it is timelessness. All around it is timelessness. Not even around it, it's permeating it. It's timelessness. So at every moment of the selfing, and every moment of the becoming, there is the being. Every moment, the imitation to the being is available. Yeah? Every moment of becoming, and the gaps in the becoming, yes? And in the pauses when the becoming stops, when that self-seeking stops generating for a period of time, all of those moments is the solution in a sense. Yeah? Or let's say this timeless quality of being. Yeah? It takes time to become. Yeah? A lot of becoming. But the timelessness is the being. Yeah? And every moment in the becoming, there's the solution. And the solution is that the problem is imaginary, literally. That's the only solution. In other words, it's not even a solution because there's no problem to put it on. But I'm using the word solution because AA gives it a life, and I like it. Yeah? So the solution is that you see the problem. You see the problem as imaginary. You don't think the problem is imaginary. That's just a view or an understanding. That's like a, 
that will help a little bit, but it's when it turns into a vision, then that's something else, yeah? So you may have an understanding, oh, this isn't me that's doing it, but it hasn't turned, it's, it hasn't accessed the view of that. The view is different. The view is like you have total immunity to what's not going on. Yeah? The view is uh, an understanding that, can, that still seems to be bound in time a little bit. Because sometimes you have the understanding, and it will sometimes feel like you don't have the understanding. Yeah? But the vision isn't of time. So it's a timeless uh, solution. That's the only solution they could be to something that's appearing in time. It's timelessness, yeah? So there's a timeless solution. And in that timeless solution, that's where the mind rests. Rests, yes? The mind rests there. It sees the mental process of selfing that's agitated like crazy, but the mind rests, yeah? And that's the peace amidst the storm. So you don't, it doesn't, selfing doesn't have to stop. It just has to stop becoming you. <laughs> yeah? So if you, and the thing is, it can never be you, and that's the, that's the good news, yeah? That, that's, a good, that's a good view to start with. It can never be me. It can never become self, yeah? It can never become what it's implying, what it's pointing at, what it's referring to, what it's sensing as being, oh, there's a historical action figure. It can never actually consummate that. It can never actually become self. Yeah? <laughs> That's the good news. <laughs> because if, if you don't take it to be what can become so, you'll be open to what is so. Yeah? And when the mind, you see it in, at, in selfing. If mind is resting on selfing, it's agitated, yes? And so it's constantly seeking what? To get relief from what it's being caused by what it's on. Yeah? It's like those massage beds in that cheap motels, and you put a quarter in and They say it's for relaxation, but you ever see them? You're just going like this. It's really agitation. Yeah? But you, you may have a story, but it's not very relaxing. It's just well, that's sort of like when mind is resting on this idea of being a self, it's in a state of agitation, which causing it to seek. And I don't care what you I think of or believe, your imperative is to get relief. Yeah? That's it. The main drive you have is to get relief. And it's never going to be called off that mission as long as it's on that bed of agitation. Yeah? It doesn't matter what your philosophy is or anything you got. You could have like eight Thai massages in one day. You're never going to get a, into a deep relaxation because this, what your mind is relying on is unreliable. Yeah? It's like this. But at that moment, at that point, all around it, always available, is the sense of being. When mind rests on that, the same energy, <coughs> your same interest and attention that is fueling all the seeking, now abides in that rest. Yeah? It's the same energy, same interest, same attention, but it's been freed from one vehicle, which is the selfing, and it's allowed to rest into another vehicle, which is the being. Yeah? So in, instead of being self-centered, you're now centered. Yeah? And centered doesn't have any locations right where you are at any time you're there. Yeah? And there's no requirement necessary to meet it because you're at. For a self, then, see, if it's self-centered, then centered is a place the self wants to get to, right? It wants to find the center. Self wants to rest in the center. That's an impossibility. 
Yeah? But if, if you're not the self, then the center is always available right where you are. But not for you. It's so beautiful because it dismisses all of time. Cuts it. Cuts it. Yeah? And all time, selfing needs time. It's totally infused with time. Most of the way the mind fixates on you is to picture you as a body somewhere else at some other time. That's what it does. Yeah? Without time, play, time is like the playground of selfing. Without time, the selfing couldn't play. What would it be thinking about? How could, he, how could it think about the future without picturing you in it? Yeah? How, how could it go back into the past without picturing you in it? The, what causes you to have so much meaning in, in the idea of a past is that it has something to do with you. Yes? And the same thing with the future. Because it has something to do with you, your interest and attention will go quite far down that road. And will go quite far back that road. But uh, for someone else, you'll probably get off in like the first half a mile. <laughs> Why do I want to listen to this, you know, about you're worried about all this shit that's actually not happening? Why would I, why would I want to give that any credence whatsoever? But when it's you, you'll be you'll have your little like telescope gazing. Yes, when I'm 80, what's going to happen to 80? My IRS will be gone. What IRA? What if I don't have them. <laughs> None of these things will be available to me. And oh. That's the reason why. I wasn't treated well. My mother said my brother was always better looking than me. That's why I'm cursed now. <laughs> it's like we've been talking about lately. Someone puts a hand on your shoulder when you were born, yes? It'd been there the rest of your life. You wouldn't know it was there. You had no idea. Yet your mind couldn't sit with that, so it make because it would be problems would be produced. First one shoulder would be drooping quite a lot, yeah. Like your shirts would fall off. <laughs> so, I can't keep it up there. My bags, I always have to wear the bags on the side. Knapsacks would be off. And then the mind would be making great stories about what was causing all these problems, yes? And thinking it was right as hell. But no real relief would be produced by all the rightness, yeah? But one day, someone's, the hand finally lifts off the shoulder, and by its absence, you would know its presence. Yeah? By its absence, you'd go, oh, that's the reason why. So that's, that's it. And it would be clear as day. Yes? It would ring totally different than the mental being right. Yeah? That never produced result. Because this would be producing result. You would feel a relief by its absence. And so the prop, the, you know the problem from the solution. You can't know the, the solution from the problem. But you can know the, the problem from the solution. And in the solution, yes? The, in the solution is the, is the immunity to the problem. Yeah? Once you see it as not you, once you realize it is an absence instead of a fucking mental presence that the mind is producing all day, yeah? That's all it is, isn't it? It's just mind whipping up through thought and opinions and, and claiming feelings and life and time and situations as its own. It's whipping up this delusion of like a holographic image of you, yeah, of a you, as in, you know, pictured as a body, and just obsessing over it. Over and over and over and over and over and over. And it's sort of like if there was, if it was like saran wrap. One saran wrap. They're all clear, right? Saran wrap's clear. One saran wrap, you'd still see pretty good. But after 50, 
saran wraps, it's like a Coke bottle. You're, you're, not, you're still seeing, it's still a form of looking, but you're not really seeing anything. It's all so distorted, yeah? The being is like the eye of the storm, yeah? And in that eye, there is no storm. It just sees it as movements, yeah? And the big thing is seen finally, the, the, the line of selfing has been shown enough where you see the beast from tail to head, yeah? You see it. You see, oh, so all the selfing's main point is to produce the feeling of being a self. That's the whole point. To be really specific and have a lot of knowledge about all the forms of selfing, and yet have the feeling of being one all day, that's self-knowledge and it fails you nothing. Yeah? It's not leading you from, to freedom from knowledge. But when more is revealed and you see, oh, that feeling of I'm the one that's worrying about next week. I'm the one that's concerned about my future. I'm the one who did that fucking crazy thing. Yeah? I'm the one. That's the hook. That's, that, that is the center of that system that everything orbits around. And we want to get space from everything that's orbiting too close, but it's our own gravitational pull. It's that pull of selfing that's giving everything the meaning it has, keeping it in this thing. We're saying, if I'm not that little planet Paul, what would happen? You'll find out. This is an invitation. It's not a declaration. It's not a promise. It's an invitation. And it's not an invitation to know. It's an invitation to find out. In a sense, I don't have much respect for knowledge, in a way. Yeah? But finding out is a different form of knowledge that has value. Because it's not on your terms, and it's not you having it. Yeah? You find out. You're in a state of, I don't know, which opens you up to find out. But when you find out, it has an ability to be very convincing. So you don't have to keep going over and over again trying to supposedly learn a new lesson. You get it sometimes, very quickly. You see the principle, like in recovery, any life run on self-will will not be successful. It just rings like totally true. Yeah? With no false note, with no exits, with no little clauses, no amendments, no special exemptions for you, nothing. You see it as a finality. Yeah? So instead of surrendering, you surrender. You enter a state. You have the ability to be convinced because that's what real knowledge can do. It can convince you. Knowledge claimed by the mental process can be convincing and unconvincing like that because it's caught in a binary system. So you can be convinced and in five minutes later be unconvinced. And I've seen it many times. I've seen some people, the most, sin most sincere proclamation of their defeat and the next day they're running around like a rat trying to get loaded again. <laughs> Just to get, they're totally convinced, then they're unconvinced. But finding out is a different form of knowledge. When it hits, it connects, and it's convinced. King, and that's a state occurs. Yeah. I've been watching it, you know, for years. I've been watching it. That's the only thing you can describe is, is its effects. If you're entertaining it, it shows effects here as you're living it, yeah? And so I'm here just sharing what I've seen the effects of it as. By entertaining it for a while in this place called time, it has a lot of manifestations, and through the manifestations you intimate where it's coming from. 
One of the biggest qualities you get is that it is timeless. It has nothing to do with time. Yeah? So a huge amount of info can come in what you would call a split second. It doesn't have to be month after month getting info. You can get it like that. Yeah? You can get a huge amount of knowledge like that. Yeah? And then it may, it may echo or like uh, create a tremor in time for a while, but you'll just see it, you'll just see it manifesting, really. But it's already so as it is, but then it reverberates and manifesting. So you start traveling lighter. Yeah? Deeper levels and other things are starting to occur. Yeah? And you get more intimacy, more quality, more flavor of something that has no quality. Yeah? But when it manifests, it shows qualities here. That's what an expression is, yes? So something that has no qualities, when it expresses through this, it shows, a, it shows qualities, yeah? Maybe it will be clarity. Other people maybe would be called what you call love. Maybe it will be called peace of mind. Maybe you'll call it deep, deep relaxation. Who knows, yes? But there will be definitely expressions because it's seeking expression. And the way it expresses is through us here. Yeah? And then you can report back. You can report, hey, this is sort of what's been entertained and this is sort of how it's panning out. Yeah? Yet one basic thing never changes. I'm not that. The being never has to go through an act of becoming. It's already so complete. Yeah? It doesn't take any act of, I'm going to become more. I'm going to become more awake. I'm going to become more enlightened. Yes, it doesn't have any of that drive because it's timeless. So it's already in the state of wholeness, in the being. Yeah? You see all the urges of the conditional mind to become, and you see where they come from, that urge to become. Yeah? They come from the fact that they can never be, because they don't exist. Yeah? They're just, they're just like flares shot. Yeah? They light up a little mental sky for a while, your interest and attention goes, oh, yes, I'm a real loser. Oh, I'll never be loved in this life. And you get all your interest and attention get in it, but it fizzles out and it doesn't leave any effect whatsoever. It's just like fireworks, mental fireworks that your interest and attention just, oh, look at that, look at that, look at that. But it never fulfills itself. It never becomes. It's always in the becoming. Yeah? So you sense this moment has a very strong sense of being, yeah? The moment isn't trying to become anything. Yeah? It's totally laid out just as it is because it's not a moment in time. It's the moment, yeah? And we're not in the moment. We are the moment. We are the moment. And there's total completion in that moment. There's no desire to become. There's no uh, engine of seeking because it already so. Yeah? You see the mind. It still has some fuel left, maybe. But it's run out of a lot. <laughs> it used to be able to go from si zero to 60 in about a second. Now it's, it's like a funeral drive. You, know? <laughs> you, can't, you can see the hearse, too. It's very clear. It's just going to its little mental cemetery. <laughs> because it is really a cult of death. It is, because it can never be alive. So it honors death more than anything. It does. How much do you honor death? You're scared shit of it. Yeah. What? <laughs> People who are really, I don't know. I don't want to make a generalization. But if you're here, 
you're usually not afraid of dying. But if you're not here, you're super afraid of dying. <laughs> because you really think, I'm going to miss out on what I never got anyway here. <laughs> it was, I know it was going to get better just when I leave. I knew it. You know? <laughs> I don't see that to be so. <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to deliver the goods. Yeah? Just like cocaine never made me satisfied. Just like tons of sex never totally completed something where I never do anything again. Or food eating. Or anything like that. Oh, I had enough this life. Yes. That last peanut butter sandwich did it. I'm fulfilled. All right, that, check that off the list. I can stop seeking food. Let's go. Let's, I'm going to work on water now. As soon as I get water out of the way, then breath. That's the last one, you know? <laughs> I've completed everything. All my missions. Yeah. They're never-ending, aren't they, here? Constantly have to keep putting your pants on every day. <laughs> you gotta keep fucking eating, shitting. I mean, shit, unbelievable. <laughs> Pissing, everything's going on and on and on. Yet the head believes it's already so. <laughs> it actually, that one process believes it's, it started as a completion. I am a self, yeah? The one process, like all the other processes, never ends until the body dies. This one starts with, I'm already, I ended, I'm already so. I'm just becoming more and more. <laughs> I'm becoming my real self. <laughs> but <laughs> it has the same qualities of all the other processes. They got to keep going. Yes? They got to keep going. They got to keep processing. They got to keep taking in, putting out, taking in. Yeah? But this one process thinks it's already a holistic so-ness. Yeah? Yeah? It does, you don't see that it's, that feeling is produced by all the becoming. Without the becoming, there would be no sense of self. None. No. It, it has to be produced. It doesn't come over. You didn't have it when you were a baby. You know, the first year or so. They totally have tons of research about it. The, the mental process that produces the sense of self isn't, hasn't become uh, adept yet to really do it. So basically, you're just here. And like when I was a kid, it was so cool because when I was here, I, I, couldn't, I hadn't, didn't have the idea I could be anywhere else. Yeah. So I was actually really here because my mind hadn't come up with the idea, hey, I don't have to be here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which made me think, oh, this sucks because I don't have to be here. But when I didn't have that option, it was just here. You know what I mean? And there was a beautiful response to it. But then all these, these incredible, impossible ideas started to get entertained, like, this shouldn't be happening. I don't like this. I, I don't have to be here. Or, or the most absurd thing is everyone trying to get into the moment when they can't be out of the moment, right? which is a lot of us. Everyone's trying to get into the moment. Well, they're trying to get into the idea of the moment, really. Yeah, that's all mental here, right? They have a, a concept. They've read some books and they've conceptualized what they think the moment is. And it's obvious they're not in it <laughs> most of the time. So now a new desire to become arises, yeah? But it's got noble attire on. It has a nice white look and oh man, this is this is a spiritual meaning. This is much more important than everything else I'm doing. This is really important. So that desire to become becomes noble, you know, and it's become it's gilded. It's got a lot of meaning on it, yeah? So now I'm desired to become, I want to get into the moment. I I want to be in the moment, yeah? I want to get I want to be in this moment so much. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't be out of the moment. <laughs> so 
moment is a form of believing you can be out of the moment. <laughs> and then, like people who are in recovery, the main drive is to get out of self, but the most, they're the most people that talk the most about obsession with self. <laughs> they seem to be in self all day. <laughs> because what they want to become is out of self. Yes? But they don't want to be, they want to become, see, they want to be there when they get out of self. <laughs> they want to be a self that got out of self. <laughs> so, you're trying to get out of which you, what you can't get in, which is self, and you're trying to get into what you can't get out of, which is the moment. This is not a good place to start. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're on that that platform, you're probably not going to get to where you thought you were going. <laughs> like we were talking the other day, uh, I can't wait to experience my own absence. I just can't wait to be there when it happens. <laughs> you're never going to have that moment. <laughs> because you're inherently absent. That's the good news. If you were present, there's no way you could become absent. The fact is that you're not present. You're absent. That's why it works. Yeah? And the presence can never be absent. It can only appear to be absent when you seem to be present as a self. Yeah? That's the, it can only seem to be. It cannot be so, but it seems to be to us. Yes? So, the presence seems absent when we're present, and then the presence becomes really obvious when we're absent. I'm saying that when you're absent is inherently a fact. You are inherently absent as an individual entity. So therefore, the presence is always available at all times because there's never a you. There just appears to be a you in the act of becoming. Yeah? You can catch the act of becoming, which is the selfing, and the product of it is the feeling of being you. That's when it's culminated its, a, it's, its effect. The selfing, when it produces that feeling that it's you, that's the highest form of becoming it can get to. It can never be, but it can become that in an appearance. Yeah? And what it does is it just loops on that over and over again. Because it cannot, it never becomes you. It never becomes real, so it has to keep appearing to become real. And after a while, it's a habit of mine to think you're a long-lasting independent separate entity with no evidence of that being so. You're just living a huge assumption, never looking this way, but always looking out from the problem. Thinking all the problems are being generated outside by things that have their own meaning and their own force, but in a sense, you're the dreamer of the whole place. Yeah. And when this information hits you, and the head wants to claim it as, oh, I got it tonight. If you can see that as selfing, and just leave your dirty, grubby little hands off it, then nothing will land, and nothing will generate a whole lot of something, in a sense, yeah. But the mind wants to make it something, which is going to neuter it, in a way. Once you claim it, that ain't it. So, if it can just be received as nothing, and sometimes it may take practice, like Greg's learned very well how to listen, and I think he has a nice way of going about it. There's a way of letting it in, and that allows it to be nothing, and then it gets in there and does its work, yes? And you'll be an expression of that work. And you'll be, on a, on a need-to-know basis, you'll find out 
but the narrator will be running way behind trying to claim it all the way. But it doesn't recognize, see, I'm serious, it doesn't recognize the value of nothing. It's like the eye of Sauron, you know, in the Lord of the Rings, and he's looking over the whole realm, and he's looking for his precious, the ring, you know? It has value in that, being special and right and like this. But it doesn't have any value in this, because it just goes right over it and sees it as nothing. Yeah? It doesn't make any, doesn't give it any big meaning. But that's the beauty of it. That's why why it has value. Because to the eye of Sauron, it's nothing. But not to being, yes? To being is a catalyst to allow the being to start becoming emphasized by interest and attention. And once that's done, like a master says, your head is in the tiger's mouth, it's a done deal. Once the interest and attention now has calls another a no place a home, which is centeredness, not self-centeredness. Because now most of the interest attention is wedded to self-centeredness. It's going to whatever you think is important and how it means to you, yes? It's just lighting up that porno theater every night, watching all this, what I should have done, what, I, what did I do, why is my landlady mad at me, and coming up with 30 reasons why. And the lady's probably not even mad, you know? But it just goes on and on and on and on and on. And your interest attention is in that theater, yes? Now, the interest attention has alighted on something else, let's say being, and it's gotten a good scent of that, and it realizes that's the true home. Yeah? It's the quality that I have, which is no thingness. Interest and attention is not a thing, nor is beingness. Yeah? It's, and now, the interest attention starts going here, instead of to the selfing. Yeah? It goes to, I'm just using the location, there's no location, but it, it bypasses the selfing and starts attending to this, which just enriches it when it attends to things. No thingness, things, no thingness, things, no thingness, appearance of no thingness is things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's a never-ending activity going on. Yeah. And there's never, the reservoir never dries up. There's tons of interest and attention. It just manifests here in what vehicle it's put in. So if you are interested in attending to your thought system, which is a failed thought system, you're going to be producing a lot of anxiety, which is going to walk around and kick the embers of fear, the latent fear of the physicality and the emotionality, yes, of the apparatus. It's going to kick them and start fires. And they're all going to be produced from what's not happening. But you'll be feeling it as if it's physiologically fear, which maybe you'd feel in, uh, in one life 15 times, now you're feeling it 20 times a day. Your whole system just shocked out. Just, you're always getting shocked. Yeah? It's just like unbelievable. And it's all coming from what's not happening. And that's a beautiful bit of information because if you can see it is not happening, what more do you need to do? What more do I need? What? How much work do I have to do to work out what's not happening? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not happening. It's as plain as day, it's not happening. And so why, how can it have any effects if it's not happening? I must be giving it the power to have an effect on me. Because I'm dreaming it, and I'm taking it to be real, and I'm giving it the power to affect me. Yeah? That's the magic of selfing. When that's broken, you're here. And you've never not been here.
So, how does a sense of doership arise out of doing, yes? The claiming of doing by the selfing produces the noun of being the doer, yes? So, the act, this activity of becoming, something's doing something, yes? Is taken to infer that there's something that was prior to becoming that's already so, which is the doer. This is how it has a life. That's how selfing has life. It claims the activity of life as a verb and makes it a noun. Instead of just seeing, you know, like Lord Buddha supposedly said, you know, events happen, deeds are done, but there's no individual doer thereof. Yeah? So there's a lot of doing going on, but there's no individual doer thereof. See? So the doing is going on constantly, but how selfing seeds that is it sees the idea of being the doer in it, which is it's trying to culminate into becoming what? The doer. So by claiming doing, it turns, it, it, it becomes a pseudo-doer. And then it tells tons of stories about a life as the doer of it. Yeah? And it provides an incredible branch for some incredible mental states called guilt and shame that can only rest on the idea of being a personal doer. It produces an unbelievable uh, menagerie of effects just by that one claiming. Just by witnessing or seeing, awareness of seeing, doing, to have that lead to I'm the doer. Unbelievable. Yeah? Like Buddha said, when you see, see, when you hear, hear. When it happens with us, when we hear, I'm the hearer. <laughs> It's just an assumption I'm in the hear of it. Yeah? He's not saying that. He says, when you hear, hear. Says here. Yeah? But does the head sit with that? No. When he when there's hearing, I'm the hearer. Seeing, I'm the seer. Thinker, thinking, I'm the thinker. Yeah. Body, my body. Time, my time. Yeah? This is how it produces a sense of already being so, which is that appearance is reinforced by the constant becoming. But the assumption is you're already so, and that assumption is bullshit. You're not already so. And you never will be so as the mind presents you. Never. It can never completely come to pass. But it can seem to be that with this constant appearing to become all day, yeah, in this, in seeing it, in this sense of being, in this ignorance, in this identification, it just keeps producing the sense of being the one who is. In other words, there's a feeling like before something happens, you were there before it. Yeah? Like before seeing, you were there as the latent seer. Even though you weren't seeing at that time, you were there, still there as a potential. Because you're something solid. You have passed the point of becoming you are. Yet, it, we're on the other end. The feeling of you are comes from all the becoming. But it causes the feeling of being you are is like the one who's before the becoming. So now the becoming's going on, and it's just reinforcing you are. But that's the, that's the contrived, made-up feeling of the mind. Because the becoming produces the sense of being you, what you are. But the sense is like prior to the becoming, the way we feel it. Like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm having it. But it's not what's happening. The, the act of becoming, the selfing, produces the feeling of being a prior self. That's there when the selfing isn't happening and when it is happening. In other words, it becomes the Alpha and Omega. There is a Paul and it's there. Selfing or not. Yet, if there was no selfing going on, there wouldn't be that feeling of being Paul. It wouldn't be produced. It wouldn't. 
<laughs> so it's a product that's claiming to be prior to the production. But that's part of the product, you see? You have to see it in time. It's playing a trick with time. It's doing an act in time called selfing, but the feeling is you're the historical self. Like you're prior to the act of selfing. You don't feel like you arise when the selfing arises. Yeah. Well, you don't arise. You're always so. But the, the false you arises when the selfing arises. Without the selfing, you wouldn't have a feeling of being you. You didn't have one when you were a kid, when you were young, because the selfing wasn't going on. It has to be produced, but what it produces is the feeling of being prior to the production. You, you become the doer of the selfie instead of being what's produced by the selfie. Yeah. But if you see, you're, you, the idea of you is being produced by the selfie, that's seeing. And that, I say, is what we are, is the seeing of that. And the seeing of that is, I'm not that. I am not that which is being produced by selfie. Yeah? Actually, yes, I am not that which is being produced by selfing. And, it, and the sense of selfing, the sense of being a self, is a production. It is a product. It doesn't come before the production line. It's not the one that's doing the producing. It's the product of the production. Yeah? But it has a feeling of being historical. Have you noticed that? Let's, let's say you have, a, you have like a, an epiphany or something, a, a pause, a strong pause where the uh, selfing has been uh, stopped in its time traps. When there's an arising of the mind to claim it, you know, oh, I just had this incredible experience, there's always a feeling you were there before the experience began, too. There's a historical Paul that was there before the epiphany. This is how it plays with time. It takes something that's produced in this moment, but places it in an historical context as prior to it. Yeah? And it runs this all fucking day. And many of us aren't seeing it. It's running it all day. The only way there could be a self is in time. That's the only way. That's the only feeling is a historical feeling. Yeah, this is, I've had this thought before. I've had this feeling. This is, yeah, I felt just like this a year ago and stuff like that. It's just constantly, just a giant propaganda story about its own existence. I don't know, for me, seeing it allowed it to just cause an incredible traveling lighter here. And if there's any goal here, I would say that's the goal. Because it seems as an action figure, this is going to have a certain like concentration of, cons of consciousness and awareness around its locale as it's traveling. And uh, whatever could allow that to occur on a very, like, general manner of always traveling later through all the train of this action figure's little story, that's a damn good gift. Yeah. A damn good gift. I can't think of a better one, to tell you the truth, in this life. To travel each moment, that we call it each moment, in a level of lightness instead of heaviness. And what are you trying to do every time you pick up a drug or a drink is to become something? something other than you think you are. Yeah? We're always trying to get out of something. We're always trying to get out of things we're not actually in. If we could just see we're not in them, that whole the desire to get out of them would be cut. Yeah? And you'd be right where the solution is, which the mind's moving you right away from by trying to get out. 
That's all it's doing. And you're going right into its realm. And you know, we've seen a number of our friends lately go out. And I mean, that realm, maybe get they get spit out five days later, four days later, but then there, they have effects here on the physicality and on the action figure for a lot longer than four days. And it ripples into their little world. And I've got a lot of ripples. And it has a lot of effect here in the appearances. And, uh, you know, they may bounce back and start running five miles that the next day, but then a week later they're out again. And uh, they've been taken over by the parasite, literally, this possibility. And, you know, you can never do it justice what it's going to be like because it's a subjective feeling. You know, that hell that's that's produced up here. You can't do it justice. And when you get into it, it's too late. <laughs> when you're in it, it's too late, because you're going to spend some time in that hell. <laughs> it just happens. You'll be lucky if you get out quickly and not die, but it's too late to, oh, I should have known it was going to be this bad. <laughs> you can't do it justice. Because it's not about circumstances and situations. They can play a role. It's about the mind-shifting emphasis. Yeah? From making false evidence really appear real. And it can do it quite easily. Yeah? You can be in a dark space like that in like an hour. This one person I know, in three hours, his life is totally 180 degrees. He's got all this support. He's doing all right. And then he goes out hangs out with lower companions, Richmond, my trucks get impounded <laughs> because he has my car. <laughs> he gets arrested, unarrested, gets fucking beat up, all his money stolen. Fucking unbelievable, in like four hours. <laughs> it's like, talk about a spin drive. <laughs> it's like, whoa, before he knows what hit him, he's already fucked. So, this idea... If you're not that, which is has to has to constantly be be produced by becoming, yeah, and what causes the, the birth almost to seemingly take place is your interest and attention. It's enslaved to that. That yapping up there. That's what it does. It gives the sense of false evidence appearing real. The idea of being a self is false evidence. It appears real though, to the mind, with interest and attention. If that when that's free a lot of what you call your desires, you may seem to find out you don't have them anymore. These giant urges to constantly escape may be put out, and you'll know the fucking problem by the solution, because you'll have fucking <coughs> relief. Yeah? Not knowledge about the problem, you'll have relief from it. And then that's true knowledge. True knowledge about the problem is relief from it. <laughs> that's when you really get whispered the good stuff, because you're freed from it. Yeah? So... Any questions tonight? The Grecian formula is coming out.